Uh, I want to start by um, by saying um, I was a little nervous getting up here because I know that it was live TV. So my daughter said to me when we was getting out of the car, she said, yeah, you look like you got your game face on. And um, <laughs> I did have my game face on because uh, I'm getting ready, Amen. you know. And when I'm stepping into the game for the Lord, I want to be ready. I don't want to be on the bench when my number is called. So um, tonight, my topic is going to be, sorry, I should open this up first. My topic is, is it the mass or are you scared of the challenge? Okay. Um, Y'all know we've been dealing with a pandemic, right? Okay. So we often say everybody is hiding behind the mask, you know, in, in your own world. Like, you know, you be hiding behind certain things, right? But now, look at this. And I don't know if y'all can still hear me, but like, it's legal for you to hide behind this mask now. You know, they, they made it to where you can hide all your fears, all your doubts, everything behind the mask. When you see people, all you see is the eyes. You, don't, you can't see the brightness that they may have up underneath that mask because it's now being hidden, okay? Um, is that a good place to be? No, it's not. Because what's happening? You got the mask on because you're living in fear, right? But now it's intensified, okay? Um, when you look at somebody with the mask on, do you know what type of spirit you're looking at? See, before, without the mask on, you could almost see the spirit that you was looking at. You could see that person that was troubled, but now you can't see it. Um, even with the mask on now, you can't even hear the words that they're saying. Some people have to pull it down so they can say what they have to say and then put it back up. So you don't even know if they're saying things that's not encouraging up underneath that mask, if that makes any sense to anybody in here. Um, I don't like wearing a mask, to be honest. Um, I used to wear the mask, but I don't, I don't like wearing the mask. I want to be free. I want y'all to be able to hear my words clearly as I speak out. Um, I feel like with the mask on, you sometimes like you, you, you stay in that rut, okay? And I wrote something down saying that Sometimes it's not good to stay somewhere when it's time to go, okay? Um, and stay in that rut. When, when it's time to go to the next level, you try to hold on to where God was instead of going to where God is. You understand what I'm saying? Um, tonight, in my message, I'm praying that God pulls somebody out of their out of their rut. Um, someone here has been stuck, but let's shift from it. You know, some people feel like just because they move to another city, you know, another state, that is all good. You know, nobody knows me here. But look at what you just did. You just took that problem from that place to the next place. 
You, you didn't deliver yourself from nothing. You just moved to a different place. Um, so, but do you really know what God wants you to move? If you ask yourself that, you'll stop running from place to place. He wants you to move your spirit and your heart. That's what he's asking you to move. Move, move that spirit into a place of freeness. You make that heart to receive the word. If, if it's not pure and that spirit is not free, you're not going to be able to receive. Okay? Um, even like this, this, a scripture that I have with that is Philippians 4, 6. And um, I'm not going to try to quote it. I was, but oh, let me see. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We're saying that if you have requests and you have prayers, pray it to God. Be thankful for it. Um, don't hold it in. You know, I once heard somebody say something like, um, when you struggling or you don't want to get right, you have like a, a get over spirit, you know. Um, and what, how they broke it down to me was saying that you want everybody to be there for you, but you really don't want to get healed. You just want to get over that situation right there in that time and moment, okay? Um, I was, like, like I said, I was like that. I wanted to get over. I just, just wanted to get over, you know what I'm saying? Be that get over spirit. Like, if, if I was dealing with, like, an issue um, in the family, um, job, whatever it may be, I just wanted to get over, get, get that over with that day and that moment. And then in the next 24 hours, it'd be all good for me. You know, like, all right, I got that by, caught a little prayer. They healed, but I'm still not healed, okay? Um, but then I got challenged in the church by um, a certain minister challenged me. Um, it was like, Every Sunday, they were like a, you know, you know, like, like a nagging fly, something in my ear, you know. And I, if, if you're listening, I, you know, what I didn't mean it that way, but, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but they were like in my ear every Sunday saying, what you going to do, Tori? What you going to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? Be like. Um, you see so-and-so doing this, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they go, but, but what you going to do? What you going to do? When, when you going to step up? When you going to make something happen? And um, I kept saying them, I kept, like, pushing them off. I kept giving them excuses like, well, you know, um, man, I just got off work. I can't do it. Or, you know, I was tired, man. But, you know, I work at night. So, you know, I was giving them a whole lot of excuses, pushing them off of me. But they kept coming. They kept coming. They kept throwing me um, words. They kept telling me things to do, kept giving me books and stuff, and telling me this is what I need. So with that, I thank them because where I am today and how you guys accept me, I'm glad I accepted that challenge to become this man right here. Um, I mean, a lot of y'all seen me cry, you know, for the first time. And, th and that was a struggle for me because I was like, man, they probably think I'm a punk soft because I'm up here crying, man. You know, like, come on, you know. But, but 
but with those tears, I got joy on the other end. So I'm thankful for that. Um, just like I said, just just taking on a challenge and and removing that mask and and bringing and bringing prayer into your life and ask, and asking Jesus to 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 take care of you. Like I want I want to share a story with you guys that's like real touching to me. Um, I don't know if I shared it with anybody really in here. But um, I've been on my job that I'm at now for nine years, okay? And um, I got a friend of mine. Now, if I get sentimental, it's, it's because like this, like this story really touches me and to see them now. Um, we, if y'all don't know, I drive 18-wheelers. So at night, we have certain docks that we load up in. So for, I'm gonna say seven years, me and him load up side by side, okay? Um, he called me one night and was like, say, hey man, no, he actually sent me a text message and he said, hey man, I'm not gonna be at work tonight. I'm not feeling well. You know, this, and, and this was recently, let me, let me take that back. This was here recently that this happened, a few months back. So um, I responded back to the text and said, hey man, I hope you feel better. I see you tonight, dog. You know, that's what we say to each other. And um, I didn't hear anything back from him. So this was like on a Tuesday night. So Friday came, and I'm like, you know, where's, you know, where's my buddy at? You know, what's happening? You know, I hadn't seen him. I, you know, I was just giving him some time because he said he wasn't feeling well. So I called him, and he answered the phone, and he said, hey, man, I'm not doing well. I think the coronavirus got me. And at that moment, I was like, oh, man, you know, you're going to be all right. It's probably just the flu, man. You know, be in and out of these trucks, man, riding around different climates. You're going to be all right. So I called him that Sunday. And I said, hey, man, I'm just checking on you to make sure you're all right. And his voice got weaker. And it was like, he was like, man, I'm getting tested. Tomorrow, like he could barely talk to me. And um, at that time, I started getting scared because this is like my, my best friend at the job. You know, like I said, every night we right beside each other. Like, it's, it's like your wingman, you know? And um, so he gave me the call on that. Well, actually, I didn't get the call. I came into work that Wednesday night and my, uh, my boss, the supervisor, pulled me to the side. He said, hey, man, I know you and Desmond, I know y'all real tight. I just want to let you know that we got the call. He'd been diagnosed with a coronavirus. And at that time, it was like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I, I was lost for words. Like, like, I just started crying, you know. Um, and I was like, this can't be. Not my friend, not my buddy, you know, um, because I started thinking bad thoughts. Like, you know, I've been seeing people dying from this. So my thought was like, okay, I'm going to lose my friend on the job, my best friend, my buddy. And there's nothing I could do about it right now. So I went out to the truck, and I started thinking of ways. I was like, you know, it's something that I could do for him. It's got to be something I could do for him. And I remember seeing Sephora. 
I see Trina, and um, I see a lot of the, the worshipers, the prayer leaders, and how y'all do the prayer and stuff. And I said, you know what? I said, hey, Lord, I said, I said, I'm not on that team. I'm not like them. But right now, I need you to teach me how to pray like I ain't never prayed before. And um, so I sat there in that truck, and I prayed for him. And um, I called his house, and I didn't hear anything for like three days. And I remember laying in bed on Saturday. I had just came in from work. I remember laying in the bed, and his wife called me, and she said, hey, Tori, it's not good. Desmond's at home. I'm not going to take him to the hospital. If he's going to die, he's going to die here. And I was like, nah, man, you can't tell me that. You can't. You got to get him some help. Come on. We can't do this. So I spoke that to her, but I didn't speak it to her in a way to where, like, I was telling her what to do because I know that that's his wife, okay? But um, so I just laid in bed and, like, some more tears came down my eyes. And I was like, man, I just got to keep praying. I got to keep praying for this guy, you know? Um, so Sunday I came to church and... Um, I just came. I know nobody wasn't supposed to be here at the time, but I was like, man, I got, to, I got to come into the church. So I came into the church, and I can't remember what song you were singing. I cannot right now. But you started singing, and I was standing back there, and I just started crying, man. I just started like, Phew. and I said, Lord, I said, you know, everything that's going on with me right now, I want you to pray for that 10 times greater and I want you to add my friend to it as well. Um, so, as, so as we were sitting in here, I got a phone call from her. And I said, oh, man. Because the first thing I'm thinking is that something happened last night. He passed. So when I answered the phone, I heard a lot of frustration in her voice. But she said, Tori, he's going to be okay. I'm sending him to the hospital. Um, and they're going to take care of him, and we're going to pray. I just need you guys just to pray. So at that time, I took on that, that challenge that the Lord gave me. I took on that challenge. I went to work every night. I prayed every night. I called their house every single day to find out what was going on with him. I let, I let not a day go by. And, then, and if I didn't hear from his wife, I called two or three times because I needed to know what was going on. And I kept praying. And every day, the story got better, but there was also some setbacks, you know, um, where it did get scary. Um, so as this progression started going, you know, I, I was getting happier. I was hearing everything, and I kept praying. I kept praying. So finally, I got the call from her and said, he's going to be coming home this day right here. You need everybody gonna be there. Da, da, da. I had gotten over. I had the, the longest day and the worst night ever. And that's that's what the devil does when you're trying to go through something great. I had the worst night ever, and it was the longest ever. But I made it back here in time. I'm, I probably broke some speed limit laws. I probably shouldn't have in the truck, but but I made it back here. And for me to be standing there outside his house and to see him come home. That was the greatest feeling I ever had. The only thing I could say was, thank you, Lord. I pre appreciate this. This is what I need. And I knew right then and there, if, if, if I didn't believe in him, I knew right then and there that 
the Lord is real. This is, this is real. Um, and it, and it speeded up to say, my wingman's back. He um, strong as ever, you know. Um, how, how I knew I got the confirmation that he was back was one night we was riding. And I said, that, man, I'm getting sleepy. I need to pull over. And he said, come on, man. We got to get back in there at a certain, because he's always ready to go. And I said, my boy is back. He, he behind me, pushing me to get down this hill. So I just want to thank you, Lord, for that right there. That was, that was great for me. But um, anyway, you know, moving on, um, just saying that challenges can be very real. Um, you know, I faced another challenge in my life that kind of, it kind of got me down. I, I kind of felt like, you know, in, in a way I felt like it was a punishment. Um, but as time went on, it wasn't. Um, I'll share with you. So I had been trying to get this job, right? And my buddy had called me and he said, hey man, they're hiring. If you get your resume here, he, he called me like on a Friday night at like 10 o'clock and said he needed a resume like on Sunday, and, but he said I could give it to him Monday, and I'm like, come on, man, like, you know, I don't even, I've been on my job for so many years, I wasn't even thinking about that I needed one for the job. It's still in the same field, but I was like, I didn't think I would need one for that. Um, so he said, hey, man, if you get it to me, I can almost get you in there in the door. So I was like, man, I got to try to get this resume, I got to see what I can do. So, you know, at my house, you know, you know what I'm saying, we don't have... A lot of things, you know what I'm saying, like to, to, to like get it together right away. You know, I would have to go somewhere. So I called a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, and um, I said, hey, I got to get this resume by Monday. I said, can you help me? And with no hesitation, they was like, yeah, I got you. Come on. So that Monday, we got it all done, um, got it printed out. Got everything. I mean, it looked pretty. Everything was good. I was just like, wow, you know, I can't ask for a better one. This. So I got it to him and everything. And um, it was like, you know, my, and if my friend is listening, and you, it probably is, I love you for that, man. Um, I really appreciate you. And uh, to say this, I didn't get the job, right? Okay. But... I say that, that I appreciate them and I love them because they gave me a shot to try to get it. You know, that, that was my angel in disguise that the Lord gave me to help me so I could at least get that shot. Okay, I didn't get the job for a certain reason that I'm not going to say because I'm not going to put the people out there. But um, when they called me for it, I just happened to be sitting on my, on my couch and they called me and they said, you know, what's such, such, whatever, I'm not going to be considered for the job. And I was just like, man, because I was, I was really, like, getting excited. I'm like, you know, hey, it is. I done called my family, telling them all about it. And, um, like, uh, I, like, I started crying. I was like, I was like, come on, Lord. I was like, I was like, what, what's happening here? What's, what's going on? And... It was, it was to the point to where, to where, like, I was getting anger inside of me. And um, 
I started like thinking to myself and I, I started thinking like, you know, am I being punished? You know, what did I not do? You know what I'm saying? What am I doing to deserve this right here? I was like, you know, I done done everything that I possibly, that I think I possibly have done to feel like I deserve this. And um, I started getting a lot of people talking to me and which it made sense, something I didn't think about because I was clouded. They said that um, maybe your time is not done where you are. And you need to finish there before you can take on another journey. And, um, you know, I didn't think about that. So, the very next day, a friend of mine came to me. And I was telling him about the, you know, telling him about my experience, about the job, because I kept it kind of low key. And he said to me, he said, hey, man, I'm glad you're not leaving because you are like my pep when, when I'm down, you know. He was like, you always come to me and you always talk to me about good things. He was like, that's one thing I can always say about you. He was like, man, you always talk to me about going to church, things like that. He said... He said, and I'm glad for that. He said, because I'm dealing with something in my house with my wife. He was like, um, so for me to be strong and being out here through these days, I really appreciate you. So I took that and I was like, okay. So, Lord, you got me here to minister to this guy and maybe to many others that I don't know. I feel like that here in this house that I don't speak to everybody in here, especially with what's going on now a lot. You know, I don't text, I don't call, you know, we, sh we should, I should. But I feel like when, when we was in here and I talked to you, it was like I minister to a lot of people in here. Like I say certain things. It may not be what you want to hear. And it may be something that you want to hear. Um, but I feel like this is the place where God sent me to be. He sent me over there to Bellhaven. It was a struggle for me to be in there at times, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it was where he wanted me to be. Um, the fight, the force, the challenge not to give up on that. Um, so also I wanna, I wanna, wanna say this right here. Um, in the Bible, it tells you not to wear a mask for certain things, right? Um, such as scriptures, spreading the word, you know, the Bible, um, also for salvation. Um, do you want to wear a mask being, being hidden to be delivered? Do you, you want that salvation? You don't want to be covered up when it's that time for that. That's almost like, okay, what if you're getting your salvation now in this pandemic? And um, God tells you he got the healing for you. That's almost like getting the cure for the COVID-19 or the salvation. You know what I'm saying? You want that. So you're going to take that mask off. You're going to want to be free. You're not going to live in the panic. Um, and, and that's what I want, you know. Um, I want my natural self, you know, I want to be pure in that form, you know, um, 
I don't know what it's going to look like. You know, it's times I, I try to close my eyes and try to imagine, you know, you know, what my, my afterlife will be, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not scared, you know. Um, I'm actually, if you put it like excited, because if I had done everything that I needed to do here, why not be excited to go on? Yeah. Um, but sometimes some people think that they could get in just because they associate with somebody, you know, or you feel that way. Um, just because you're around somebody or, or you come into church, you know, and I, I'm not throwing no shots at nobody, you know, or whatever, but if you sit in the back and you just sitting back there, you feel like, hey, man, I stepped in, you know, I was like three-quarters of the ways in a day, so, you know, I got my, my healing or whatever. Um, you feel like, you know, hey, I'm good. I can get in, you know. Um, I, and I want to show you guys a little something like what I think, what that would look like if you think you just associate with somebody and you're not getting in and, and you think that you should just get in just because you associate with them. So if I get Pastor Keith, if I get you Minister Moore, um, I don't know why your son name just drew a blink in my mind. Oh, Chris. So what this is is um no right here with me. So what so what this is is y'all two up front. Sorry about that. Y'all two up front. Just stand, just stand right. Turn your backs towards me. Yeah, turn your back towards me. So what this is is what this is is okay. So me and Pastor Keith, we like boys from way back, Jersey, Columbus, right? Okay. And um, he's like, you know, he's. He's doing his thing. Say, so say we hoopers. We 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 hooping together. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so every day we come into the gym. We hooping. We we <laughs> we, <laughs> we <laughs> you know we we working out. We working out and everything. So, you know, afterwards I'm like, so what you doing, man? He's like, well, I'm gonna go to the house. You know. Uh, Melody, she want me to do something, blah, blah, this and that. I said, okay. He said, but I'm going to get my word in tonight. And he, and he said, what you going to do? Well, man, I'm, I'm just going to chill out. I'm going um, to think about, you know, what we did today, man. You know, I got some other stuff I got in the handle, man. But, um, but shoot, man, you good. We good. You my boy, man. I'll see you tomorrow, right? So we dap up, okay? So that, that goes on. That goes on for years, like, you know, years and years. So it's that time now for him to be delivered, to go to that afterlife. Now, we've been boys for years. Like, this is my main man. So wherever he go, I should be able to go, you know? We, we bonded like that. We best buds, right? So, <laughs> so, so if you step up in front of them. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, behind them, behind them, behind them, behind them, behind them. So, 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 so the doors open up for him to be delivered, right? So he walks through and he's going and he's going and he's going. 
and he's and he's free. So now I get up there, and I'm like, hey, you know, I see my buddy, I see my buddy Keith. He's the guy free. He's delivered. So I should be able to get in too, right? So here I am. I go to walk. Boom. I can't get through, and I'm like, what's going on? Why can't I get through? I'm like, so I'm back in. I'm screaming, hey, Keith, what's up, man? And he he's looking at me like, <laughs> just like that. I don't know. So and I'm still trying to get through. I'm you know, and they just like I'm blocked. I'm getting blocked. But what it is, is he prepared himself for all that long time. And I didn't prepare myself. And I thought that I could just get in just because I was associated with him. And you can't, you can't think that just because you know somebody or you hang around them that you automatically gonna be delivered and you gonna be free. No, you got to prepare yourself as well too. Um, just like pastors say all the time, you can't be obedient for the next person, you know. So you, you have to take that into account. Um, so with that, like, you know, we in the world of um, of Zooms now, right? So, so what if you could Zoom God every day? Um, like, how many of y'all think you gonna you actually get that access code? You know, you be sitting up there, <laughs> doof, 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 trying to get in, and it's like. You've been denied, you've been denied, you know. Um, you know, but, but, but check it out though. But, but what if you actually do get through and it's just a dark screen? It's nothing, it's just completely black, right? And, and you sitting and you like, but where's Jesus Christ at? Where's he at? I, I should be Zooming with him. No, you Zooming with what you, you what you Zooming with? Is what you put in, nothing. The, the choice and the challenge. So if you put in the choice, good choices and challenges, then you're going to be able to see him on the other side of that screen. Y'all going to be able to talk. He's going to be able to pray stuff into you. You're going to be able to deliver a lot of things that's been on your mind, all them burdens and all that. You're going to be able to talk to him. And y'all going to be able to do that on a regular basis. You know, we, we say, yeah, we pray and we talk to him. But like I said, imagine if you could see him and you could talk to him every day through that screen. That would be awesome. But, but if you're not making the right choices, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that screen going to be black. And it's going to always, that code going to always say, deny, wrong code. You can't get in. So I just want everybody just remember that and just think about that. And that's all I have for you tonight. Amen.